0: hey guys i'm katie and this is the check your aesthetic podcast i am alone today alexis's audio is having just like some difficulty i don't we don't really know what's going on hey guys it's it's me um (laughs) um i'm i'm recording this weeks later but i i just wanted to say hi okay okay bye I'll give it back to Katie. She just was logged onto the Zoom and it sounded like, I was saying it sounded like that movie Cyberbully when the people are on like the Skype call. Maybe that's not Cyberbully. It's something where the people are on the Skype call and they get like murdered. It sounded like that. So anyway, you're just getting me today. Um, happy, I don't know what day this is going out. So I believe it should be either February or almost February, which means that it is either my birthday month or almost my birthday month. Yay. So exciting. Um, I will be 23. I know we talked about this in a previous episode, but that's very, very scary and sounds old to me, even though it's really not. And I guarantee you there's a lot of you listening who are like, that's young. So anyway, um, before I get into kind of my catch up situation. Um, I wanted to talk about what is going on on today's episode. So today we had Alicia Cohen on. She is the creative director of Lish Creative, which is a um, creative agency that offers photography, stop motion, live video, and consulting services to businesses and business owners. So if you are listening right now, and you don't know who Alicia is, you definitely need to go to her TikTok um, or her website or her Instagram. I think they're all at Lish Creative and you need to, Lish is L-I-S-H, and you need to go check her out and see some of her work. She is so talented. Her and her team have worked with some amazing brands. She's, she mentions a couple in the interview, but she's worked with Delta, Benefit, uh, Yes To, I'm trying to think of who else. She's worked with, oh my goodness, Avery, um, and a whole host of other amazing brands, and she's done a lot of the photography and videography that you see on their social media and sometimes on their websites and sometimes in stores. So she is a super, super cool um, and very, very interesting person to chat with, and she was just super sweet. So definitely stay tuned um, to hear what she had to say. We kind of talked about um, her journey of how she got where she is today, starting her agency and kind of how she got those big clients, how she kind of positioned herself in that position. We talked about the power of social media in that way and we talked about sort of the process of her creating content for brands, kind of what goes into that, um, how she learned what she knows and all of that good stuff. So if you're a business owner who's trying to level up your photo game or your video game or if you want to go into that field or really just anybody listening, she had some really interesting things to say. She was so sweet and she had the cutest dog. So, I don't really know what else I need to say to convince you to keep listening, but yeah, it was amazing. So um, I'm thinking since I'm solo today and I don't have a Lexus to bounce off of, I might do a little high and low situation. So I'm recording this in advance. So of course, you guys are so tired of hearing that we're recording things in advance, I know. Um, But... I'm recording this in advance, so this is a uh, high and low from a couple weeks ago when you're listening to this, but I guess I'll start with my low so that I don't leave off on a bad note. Um, so my low this week has been that my dog, Rue, who is sleeping right next to me, is recovering from heartworm treatment currently. So I adopted her um, in October. For those of you who don't know, I haven't talked extensively about it in the podcast, but I adopted her in October. When I adopted her, she had heartworms, so... Um, Here she is right now, stretching. Rue, do you want to come say hey? You want to come say hey? Come here. Come here. If you're watching on YouTube, here she is, my baby girl, my baby dog. Do you want to say hey to everyone? That was Rue. Anyway, um, okay, go back on your bed. She's like, okay, you're going to make me come up here, and then you're not going to pet me? Um, So I adopted her in October. I adopted her with heartworms. So for those of you who don't know, um, dogs with heartworms have to go through a pretty uh extensive treatment that's pretty hard on them so she has to be on exercise restriction for the next probably like two months now um which is very hard she like literally can't go on walks or play with toys so it feels so mean but um just trying to keep her little self safe um she's back guys she's up here she wants to be a part of the podcast listen you can be my co-host today sure um she's she's sniffing the camera um So, it's very hard and very sad to see her like that. I cannot wait for the day that I get to bring her on a walk, get to bring her to the park, get to bring her on um, vacation. I want to bring her to my lake house so bad and let her go swimming. Come here, Rio. Come here. Thank you, Queen. Sit. Love it. Um, I really want to take her to the lake house and take her swimming. I've never brought her swimming before. So, honestly, I don't even know if she can swim. But I would assume that she can. Um... So I'm looking forward to that, but it's been it's been hard to keep her calm um, and keep her from being bored. Anybody who has a dog, imagine that you can't do anything with them that raises their heart rate. That's the situation that we're in right now. Anyway, so that's been my low. So it, it's okay, but she and she'll be okay. But it's just kind of a hard time with her right now. But love her anyway. Lots of cuddles, lots of snuggles recently. So cannot complain about that. Um, and then. My high is actually, so I started, um, why did I just blank? <laughs> I literally just like completely blanked out. If you were watching on YouTube, you saw me just like stare and I just, I just stared and, I, and then I blanked. I started school this week um, and I had my, or last week, and I had my first lecture this week for one of my classes. Um, it's called branding using social and mobile media, and we're learning about personal branding. And this is such a weird high to have, but we had class the other day on Zoom, and it was one of the most engaging online classes that I've ever been to. People were like popping off in the chat. It was so engaging. Everybody was like talking. Um, My professor was really engaging. It was just amazing. And I haven't had a school experience like that in a while because online school really can be very disengaging if you don't do it the right way. And it was just really refreshing, and it got me super, super excited for that class. So I really, really cannot wait for the next lecture in that class. And truly, it was just so exciting. So props to my professor for creating such an engaging class and making everybody feel so comfortable to talk. That is not an easy feat um, to do in online school. So props to her. Um, And honestly, it was just so much fun. Oh. Rue's having a moment over there but it was just so much fun um, and I'm really looking forward to that class my assignments in that class are super fun it's just a really cool class and not like anything that I ever thought that I would take Um, so that has been my high oh she's chasing her tail awesome okay everything's all right, Rue she just wants to be a part of the podcast she's like mom your co-host isn't here so absolutely not clear on why I cannot eat my tail and eat my bed she was looking really cute though right now. Anyway, um, I guess I should stop. (laughs) I hope you guys can hear that. She's crazy. She's craziness. It's almost um, it's almost D-I-N-N-E-R time. So that's why she's acting like that. Um, But yeah, so super excited about that class. I'll be talking more about that class on the podcast later. Definitely want to share what I learned. And Alexis and I have both talked about how we really want to share what we're learning in school with you guys on the podcast because We're here to help educate you guys, so we may as well be sharing some tidbits from our classes with you. So stay tuned for that. But I guess we'll just go ahead and get into the conversation with Alicia, and I hope that you guys enjoy. Hi, Alicia. We're so excited to have you. We. I say we. It's just me today, guys. Um, I am so excited to have you on the podcast and get to chat with you today. Yeah, thanks
1: so much for having me.
0: (laughs) So, so exciting. I actually, a former guest, Cora from Corby Gallery... Um, her and I are close friends, and I was like, you know, like who who do you want on the podcast? She was like, Alicia. Oh my gosh! I like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you need to tell me who this is. She was like, I want to take her Flat leg course so bad, all this and that. So that all all um all credit to Cora for introducing. Wow, her that's media. so nice. <laughs> she's a big fan, big fan. Um, anyway, super super excited to have you on. We've never had anybody um like you on the podcast before, which is always super exciting. So for all the people who are sitting here being like, okay, well, I want to know who she is, um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us kind of what you do in the creative space and sort of your story of how you got to where you are today.
1: Sure. So I'm the founder and creative director of Lish Creative, which is a production agency for vibrant, vibrant beauty, lifestyle, food, and beverage brands. So we produce all of the photos, stop motions, videos that you see on social media, like from your favorite brands. And I started as a marketing major at Virginia Tech. That was kind of like how I got into the creative field, even though that's more business. I always considered it the more creative side of business, you know. I'm the same way. And then I worked in advertising after college, um, and I was just wanting to do something more creative. I always wanted to do something more creative than just like be an Mm -hmm. agency account manager or something. So I started my Instagram. I just posted for fun on the weekends, every night, every weekend, posting pictures of sprinkles and candy and donuts and things that just Mm -hmm. made me excited and happy that were totally outside of what I was doing at my day job. And pretty soon Mm -hmm. brands started to reach out and ask me to take photos for them. And I just kind of rolled with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And kept learning, kept growing, like never said no. And that was yep. six years ago now that I ended up leaving my full-time job to start Bush Creative.
0: That is awesome. So what are some of your favorite brands that you worked with? Like if people are listening, what are some of the ones that you think they would recognize? I know there's a lot. Yeah, so i worked very, very with big
1: Nickelodeon, Delta Airlines, Duncan, um, Yes To, Benefit Cosmetics, um, Butterfinger, there's been a mm-hmm. lot over the years. It's it's been really fun.
0: Yeah, and you're very correct when you say like I guarantee you, everybody listening has seen a photo that you've taken. They just didn't know it was you or a video, um, especially with benefit and all that. I mean, that's on social media, and they also all that. Yeah, stuff Bath is and Body Works stores
1: this year. So I saw yeah, that. There's been a lot. <sighs>
0: Yeah, that's so, so amazing. So, with all of these brands, I guess you're technically working remotely. So, mm-hmm. are you always like receiving things and kind of taking photos and doing videos in your space? Or are you ever like traveling to the brands? Or
1: that's kind of a great question. Out? So, I used to live in Los Angeles. And in those cases, mm-hmm. there were a lot of times like my clients were on site. So, they would come to my studio, be there for the photo shoot, like make sure it's what mm-hmm. they want and everything. But I have since moved for my husband's job and I'm in Ohio now, actually, which is not really the hotbed of (laughs) creative industries. (laughs) I mean, there are like a lot of big brands headquarters in Ohio, but not like in the small town that I'm in. Um, Bath and Body Mm. Works is actually in Columbus so that was one Mm. that I was we actually went on site to their headquarters and we shot some content in like the store that they have in their lobby which was really fun but for the most part like 90% of the time we're working outside of my home studio which is my garage which was transformed you know we have like heat and AC in there and we have it decked out with everything And so that is mainly where we're working, and we just do so much prep and planning so that the clients know exactly what they're gonna be getting. And then we also will sometimes do like live texting updates during the shoot to kind of keep them in the loop Um, if they want.
0: Awesome, love that. Okay, so you have a very, very colorful style, which I love, but Alexis loves even more. She was on here. she be. She is the color girl. She's just all colors of the rainbow. So, kind of has that always been who you are? What kind of inspires you in that realm um, and kind of inspires your content because it's all very vibrant and um, all. I mean, obviously so many colors, but it's yeah. a very
1: distinct style. Yeah, I really always loved color. Like growing up and everything, pink was my favorite color since I was four years old, still is to this day. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, I get a lot of inspiration from like candy and desserts and mm-hmm. colorful flowers. Mm-hmm. And I love working with brands that are super colorful because then I can draw a lot of inspiration from their packaging, from like the ingredients that are colorful that they use or the scents or whatever it may
0: be. Um, So yeah, things that just inspire joy are my favorite things. I love that. And I love what you said about packaging, because when I was prepping for this episode and looking at your work, I was it's such an interesting thing to think about because I've kind of so I work at a creative agency Uh I'm not a designer but we have a lot of designers who do um mostly branding but some package design and it's so interesting to think of like that's one person's job to come up with that packaging but then you're kind of taking it and working with what they've come up with to come up with a whole nother like creative it's a photo but it's I mean it it takes so much to to work with the colors in the packaging, yeah. to work with the, what the product is. Um, so I think that is such an interesting, just the steps in the creative journey to get a product from ideation all the way to marketing is just so interesting to me. Um, and I assume that it takes a lot of prep with, you know, different even different items from different brands and different looks. Yeah, um, for sure. Especially in the beauty industry. Yeah,
1: and we're always trying to stay really true to the brand and to do mm-hmm. make decisions that are going to highlight the product and the packaging like you mentioned, whether it's like through like a contrast in background color or mm-hmm. ways that are going to make the product pop. We use that a lot, like my team, when we're working on something like, okay – Let's change this out because it's going to make the product pop more.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love that. So kind of in that same vein, what is the process that goes into the production behind the content you're creating, so whether it's a photo or a video, and how much kind of prep work goes into them and what does that look like kind of from when a brand reaches out to the actual photo shoot what is kind of that
1: process? yeah so it is a lot of prep i would say like i don't know 70 percent prep and the rest is easy after yeah. that you know so yeah. they'll reach out with a project so maybe they have a campaign coming out or a new product product launching we get information send the estimate sign the contract And then from there, we kind of do a little bit of a discovery. Sometimes they may have a brief written where they already know exactly what they want or what Mm -hmm. sizes they need and all those kind of nitty gritty details. Otherwise, we're asking them, okay, what products do you want to feature in this video? What are like the primary messaging points that you want to hit on? do you need any specific photos for specific uses? Do you need wide beginner images? Do you need product page? Mm-hmm. Like what exactly, where are you using this? Who is your customer? Mm-hmm. You know, really just trying to get an understanding of how are these assets gonna be used and what do we need to do to give them the best content possible. And then from there, yeah. we develop a highly detailed shot list or if it's a video, we'll do detailed storyboards where we'll outline the voiceover, the text that's going on every, every slide, we'll outline all the props that are being used, the background colors, the camera angle, the lighting, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. as many columns on that spreadsheet as, as we can get. Right. And We send it to them for feedback so they may look at it and say, oh, we don't really like this background color, let's switch it out. Or can you add multiple products in this photo? Or let's change the text on screen here. You know, things like that so that it's like a really clear understanding on both sides of the expectations. And we give inspirational imagery. In some cases, we'll give like mock-ups and sketches and things. So all of that stuff takes a lot of time.
0: to Absolutely. develop all the yep. sketches
1: and and mock-ups and things like that and then from there is when we will do the shoot and editing and usually from like the shoot date editing and like delivery is about like one to two weeks so the whole mm-hmm. process is like four to five weeks total but you know we can do things faster in a pinch <laughs> but typically
0: that's, honestly that's pretty fast turnaround for yeah what you're what you're giving yeah it's, it's pretty
1: good typically we try to keep it pretty pretty fast and having mm-hmm. this pro- process and streamlining it over the last 6 years and continually adding to it and adapting it has definitely helped um, make our jobs easier and to make it better for clients too
0: yeah okay this is kind of going in another direction but um the thought popped into my head I'm wondering kind of how you built your business and how you I mean obviously these clients aren't just going to like come out of nowhere so um I guess what was your process of finding these clients or maybe yeah, just a, growing your a great presence question. for them to come to you yeah so when yeah. I
1: first started out I was really just like taking pictures for local businesses and and um mm-hmm anybody that I could find that would hire me, right? I, like, found people in Facebook groups that had businesses and things like that. And then just, like, sharing, 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 sharing as much as I possibly could. And um, eventually, like, through Instagram and through marketing myself on Instagram and through building, like, a really strong brand and, like, cohesive portfolio of work, that's when, like, the bigger names started reaching out over Instagram, finding me that way. Um, reaching out, whether it was via DM or email. And then I just like, like, I think Duncan was like the first brand that reached out to me, which is like crazy, right? Like that's a huge brand. You're like, yeah. Is this a scam? (laughs) (laughs) I know. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. I think I had like 4,000 followers at the time. So it wasn't like I was like this huge social media person at the time. It was like, And it was very early in like the influencer space, you know, and it was like Mm -hmm. right when brands were starting to look for more user generated content, which is an interesting time. But anyway, I think taking that experience and like, first of all, always doing a really good job, the best, like always trying to over deliver for my clients, always like being amazing to work with, even if a particular client is being difficult along the line, like it doesn't matter, like you never want to burn any bridges Always trying to over-deliver. And then, so between like word of mouth and just sharing those client projects, that's kind of how it grew. So, you know, people move companies, they go to other companies, and then they hire me at that company. Or like in some of the larger companies, like Nickelodeon, for example start working with one person that found me on Instagram. And then all of a sudden you're working for like all these different departments and all these different areas of the business because they're like, oh, we use Lish for this and it went really well. You should hire her too. And so that's kind of how it's gone over the years and how it's kind of built. You know, once you get one or two really big names then and do a good job, it becomes easier to get other large names.
0: Absolutely. And I love that they found you through Instagram because – I'm, I'm getting my master's right now in social media. Oh, that's so and cool. And just, it's yeah, it's a very cool program. Um, I say master's in social media. It has a much longer name, but that's just what I'm calling Where it. Where is it? Who's that um, from? University of Florida. Oh, cool. So yes, it's a very cool program. But of course, we're always talking about the importance of social media. Um, and I'm currently in a personal branding class. And um, that is it. the power of social media in finding clients or jobs, jobs. is just yeah. undeniable. It's,
1: it's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's how I found my first job. Um, after studying marketing, I just like started like an Etsy shop and like marketed it yeah. on Instagram. And the agency was like, oh, that's great that you can do that. Like we're going to hire you to do that for
0: clients. That's exactly what happened to me. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I started like a business of my own in college. And that since working at the agency that I work at, um, of course, they didn't tell me that's why they hired me when they hired me. But they have told me like that definitely made you stand out. So yeah, anybody listening is trying to leverage their or trying to get a job, you need to leverage your personal brand. This is absolutely.
1: Your and TikTok now, too. I mean, oh, absolutely. once I started on TikTok, like now brands are finding me on TikTok. And like you really, truly never know who is watching your content, right? Like it's never oh, going to just be the yes. brand. It's people that work
0: there. Yeah, and you have to think, these big brands, they are so cute, dog. Um, anybody watching on YouTube is getting a sneak peek of all of our pups, but um, there are so many people who are working for these giant brands. Yes. It's not like, it like let's say that, um, I don't know, Apple is... is finding you through tiktok it's not that like the ceo of apple is looking at your tiktok necessarily but you know somebody an intern might be and they might be like oh this is awesome and send it to somebody so there's just so many people working for these companies and i guarantee you that in your case it was never the biggest name that you know in the company it was always somebody who's on somebody's team who is just a normal social media user like the rest of us that's right Definitely think that is such a big thing, and I think people forget that these big companies are just made up of a bunch of really normal people with really normal jobs. Yeah, who absolutely. like to watch TikToks. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's very important. Um, okay, so I want to know more about kind of like what kind of content you're creating. So I know you're doing photos, and I know you're doing stop motion videos and live videos. So kind of what is, what is most of what you're doing now? I know that there's a lot of trends for short form video content currently, Um, But kind of what is most like, what are most brands coming to you as far as video? Yeah. What are they coming? Yeah, they are
1: coming for reels and TikToks like Mm -hmm. crazy. Also, like a lot of social ads, I would say that those are moving towards video as well. So, you know, whereas before a lot of brands were using photos and we were doing like maybe 80 percent photography work we're now doing Mm -hmm. like 80% video and only 20% photography. And I still really like photography and stop motion as well. That's always been popular. (laughs) My dog is like throwing her Kong. I don't know if you can hear that. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's very loud. She's just having a good time. She just wants to be a part of the party. She's having a great, (laughs) great time. Um, but the stop motions are really popular with, um, Instagram and digital ads as well. And then we also are like incorporating them into the reels a lot of times. So Mm -hmm. definitely like both forms of video are very popular.
0: Okay. Amazing. Um, okay. What is your favorite? I know this is like picking a favorite child, but maybe, maybe just recently, what is your favorite project that you've worked on? Um, and like kind of what, what did that look like?
1: Um, recently we did a series of YouTube ads for Avery, which is an office supply brand. And Mm -hmm. that was really awesome because I'm like obsessed with office supplies. Like I'm somebody that like collects office supplies and like loves really pretty things. So getting to like style a bunch of desk spreads. And then we did like a whole teacher classroom where we built Mm -hmm. out like all these bookshelves with rainbow books and props. like. So that was just really fun to bring to life. And then a past project, I really enjoyed the benefit cosmetics um, launch imagery that I did, and there was also a project where I was flown to Bermuda to photograph a hotel there. So that was That, so fun. that was really cool. Those are like Was that Delta? Was that uh, a Delta situation?: that or was It was for the hotel. Delta, I got to go to Miami, which was fun too, but this mm-hmm. was like through the hotel, the Hamilton
0: Princess in Bermuda. That is so cool wow dreams so many dreams everybody's dream job um okay so I know we kind of talked about um, things trending to video mm-hmm. but I guess since not only are you creating content for brands but you're also a content creator yourself and a consumer what are some trends that you're seeing in video on social media specifically a lot of our listeners are female creatives who might be creating their own video kind of what are you seeing becoming more popular yeah. in 2022
1: Definitely like a less curated look, I think, which is really different, especially like for me and others who have been on social media a long time, it's kind of like, ooh, Mm -hmm. what, ooh, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that is becoming really popular. And then also, you know, on Instagram, people don't always listen with sound on, so it's never really something Mm -hmm. that I really thought of. But then, you know, on TikTok, you see so many videos driven by sound. And Absolutely. the sounds are what are drawing people in, whether it's like the music or like a, a pool from a TV show or something, or like the mm-hmm. ASMR type stuff where it's like somebody mm-hmm. packaging something or like playing with metal straws or that Emily Mariko. Yeah. Mariko. Like, I was cooking, thinking of her. yeah, Right. With like exactly. the sounds. And so that's like a whole nother element that wasn't really as important before
0: that is now. So a lot of our listeners, like I said, are female creatives. Some of them own businesses. Some of them are just content creators. Um, But what tips would you give? Obviously, not everybody is going to be able to have an extensive setup Mm -hmm. or afford to hire somebody to do their video so kind of I know that you talk about the slot on your blog on your website and I think that you also have a course on both flat lays for photos as well as short form video content so kind of what are your tips for somebody who's DIYing that to kind of level that up in a way that's attainable for somebody who's kind of smaller
1: So I think you just want to start with what you have right like don't feel like you have Mm -hmm. to go out and buy a bunch of new things and that you need a bunch of equipment like you can do so many amazing things with an iPhone and great natural light. So I I want to start Mm -hmm. there and then um, find ways to like create and improve from there take pictures and videos of things that bring you joy like really find your style before you're going out and investing in some of those things.
0: Yeah, I think that's very smart. And I think a lot of people kind of skip steps there um, because it's it's almost a trend to become a content creator now, which I think it's it's a lot of people want to be like influencers. But I think there's so much more to that. There's a ton of people who want to have businesses. There's a ton of people who want to create content, you know, that isn't influencery. I don't really like the word influencer and I don't really think most people do. No, Um,
1: I don't either. But
0: it's like hard to find something else that describes what we do.
1: The thing that I always tell people is that, like, if you start by saying that you want to be an influencer, you're probably not going to end up being an influencer, right? Like, you have to start with, like, this job and this career and this path is so incredibly time consuming that there has to be a really big pool for you like it has to start Mm -hmm. at a place of passion whether it's like a passion for baking or for fashion or whatever it is like you have to be so interested in this thing that you're sharing about Mm -hmm. for me it was like fun colorful things and just like being creative and having fun and being artistic like that was like a huge draw for me because it's something that you have to be willing to spend all of your time especially all of your right (laughs) if you have a day job it's like every moment outside of that day job you're spending on Mm -hmm this content and building it. So it has to start, come from a place. Deep in you of wanting <laughs> yes, to do it. Really.
0: Yeah, it's the kind of thing that's like you're going to be so exhausted and you're never going to want to like look at this video you're making ever again. But you just have to get, and it's, I think especially at the beginning, it's really hard. Yeah. But I love that, like, I think a lot of people jump in because it's kind of a trend and they're like, oh, like, especially with TikTok, everybody's like, anybody can become, you know, TikTok famous, which is absolutely true. And that's not an incorrect statement. But I think starting from where you are, a lot of people who create content may never need anything more than a phone and good lighting. Right. Like, you know, the newest iPhone can do so much. Incredible. Like yeah. It really can do so much. So I think that that's really awesome advice, kind of starting where you are. Um, and, of course, not everybody's going to be a professional photographer and videographer right. like you and your team are. Um, so I think that's that's very true. Um, and I think you and Alexis and I um, are kind of all in a similar interesting spot where You're not like an influencer that's like, come buy this outfit. Or like, I love this green juice that I'm drinking. It's you're a creative who's inspiring other creatives. So it's a niche section of Mm -hmm. that sort of influencer um, whole world where you're like influencing other creatives and entrepreneurs and brands, um, which I think is a really interesting spot to be in and can be hard, but also very rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. yeah. So if somebody is like, okay, listen, I've been doing this for a long time and like I'm tired of my iPhone um, and I want to level up, what would you say are the tools that like have just changed the game for you in leveling up photo or yeah. video content for brands? So
1: I definitely think lighting is like a huge thing, right? People will maybe yeah. buy like a ring light on Amazon and that's great. But if you do like an LED continuous light, that's going to make that um, ring light look like a night light. Like and it's amazing, right? And that's gonna change the whole quality of your videos by having that like really crisp lighting. And then also like if you want to up level the camera to like a DSLR, I always recommend the Canon Rebel as like a really good starting level camera. If you're a little bit Mm -hmm. more advanced, maybe you're gonna go with like a mirrorless. So I love the Canon R6 as a good mirrorless Mm -hmm. option. Um, but again it's not really about the camera, really. It's it's about more of the lighting and the setup of things. Things, I would say, is more important mm-hmm. than the actual camera itself.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's like, it, it, with any piece of content, it's that the content is ruling mm-hmm. the success of it. It's You could have the best taken photo of something that's incredibly boring and nobody will give a shit. Right. Or you could have a really, really well-produced video of like a tree blowing <laughs> in the wind. Nobody's going to care. Yeah. But if you have an iPhone video of something that's extremely interesting and some very valuable content you're providing... There you go. That might blow up and go viral. The story
1: is is more important than the presentation a lot of times.
0: Absolutely. And that's what I'm learning in school right now. That's a lot of education. And I'm sure you experience that, too, because they're not going to teach you, like, this is how you use this. This is how you use this. Um, Because stuff is changing so quickly. A lot of education is about those, like, basis ideas and storytelling Mm. in any marketing is always, always the thing. And I think whether it's video or photo very very important um okay I think we should get into random questions because this week's are very fun um and I just I'm very excited to hear your answers and I need to come up with mine on the spot as I am never prepared um absolutely love it okay so the first one is what is a brand whose branding you're obsessed with so they're you know they're packaging their branding what what is your favorite um well if you're
1: watching this on YouTube I I have this soda right here it's called poppy p-o-p-p-i
0: I it love theirs. It is
1: so cute. hmm And it's very simple, too. It is. It's just, like, very graphic shapes and um, curved writing and stuff. And this one is, like, pink and red. And I actually really like it as a drink. So, like... I know. They're very good. They're super good. Like, they get me to spend $30 on uh, cans <laughs> on Amazon, so... It must be pretty good. Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, and their social media is really cute too. But I love—I w- I would imagine—as somebody who loves a colorful um, vibe, that Poppy is a brand we've highlighted them on our Instagram before as a brand we love. So we're we're also fans. Um, for me, I love Summer Fridays, and I oh, love the way that yeah. they do their branding. I think that they just tell like a really good story with all of their um, branding. I, it's like a Summer Friday. It's yeah there's very, is really very well done yeah yeah it's, it's very well done um and i think they're they've been very consistent from the beginning which is really awesome um but their packaging is all super super um basic and minimal same with like way hair uh-huh um, yeah, there's yeah. there's very simple too they kind of have the same vibe um but i love love a minimal brand and then they really play around with um things on social which is always fun so love that okay Last random question is: If you were a color, what color would you be? This one's this one's fun. Pink. <laughs> That's my favorite color for sure. I love it. I agree. You give off pink vibes. I can I can get down with that. I would like want to say pink for me, but for some reason, I just don't necessarily think I'm a pink girl, even though it's my favorite color. Um, I kind of feel like I'm more of like an orange oh, or like okay. a like a coral situation. Oh, ooh, um, coral's good. Yeah, I like that. For yeah. You. I just think I've got a little bit I'm not quite sweet enough to be straight pink. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's I've got fair. like a, I've got a little bit of red. I got a little bit of got a little bit of fire going on there. Um but yeah, I definitely Coral's if, good, if anybody's watching on YouTube, they can see all the pink behind you. <laughs> yeah, um so definitely a big a big pink girl. I get that. My Instagram is fully pink. Um Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on and giving us all of your valuable insight. We appreciate it and can't wait for everybody to listen. Um, do you want to go ahead and plug yourself? Tell everybody where they can find you on socials, your website, any all that good stuff?
1: Sure. You can find me at alishylishy on Instagram and at Lish Creative on Instagram and TikTok. You can learn more about my business at LishCreative.com and LishCreative.com slash course is where you can find all about Slay the Flat Lay, which is an all in one four-hour-long deep dive into everything I've ever learned about photography and stop motion.
0: I love that. Amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. And then follow us on TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic and on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcasts and our personals at Alishy Lish Creative, or is it just at Lish? There's two
1: accounts. At Alishy Lishy is my personal account, and then Atlas Creative is the business account.
0: There we go. Couldn't keep it straight in my head. That's confusing. <laughs> so, and then at alexisadams.co. At alexisadamsaldridge. We filmed this a while ago. <laughs> and we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys.